0: So welcome to Project A+. My name is Hugh. Your name is Hunter. Uh, this is another episode.
1: You and I are sucking dick Longer than the road that travels on
0: ahead What, what are you doing while you're singing? We need some, we need some chocolate.
2: Uh, for Christ's sake.
0: <laughs> now for, for Christ's sake. That, yeah, that's a Christ's sake staple. Like, that's, that's baked into the format. It doesn't have to infect this podcast supposed to be about crisp, clean, well-recorded <laughs> you you got on cinema, what do you cinema. Right? Literally every episode, you need something. <laughs> I hate it. Well, that's your problem, not mine. I mean, I can't even edit Project A Plus these days. I can barely edit, for Christ's sake. But I don't even open up the... The project A plus files. We just record them, and they just sit there. <laughs> well, you unedited. better,
1: you better fucking, you better. Fuck but we'll see
0: that. what happens. We'll see if you clean up your act and maybe inspire shut the, me.
1: Shut the fuck yeah. up.
0: <laughs> but anyway, what, what makes it such a chore, What makes it such a chore is that I have to go through and edit the thing once, right? You know, cut everything in in, in its place, shift everything around, and remove silences, noises. Uh, um's and ah's at certain points or, or lengthy gaps between thoughts, particularly in my case. And then you get to the end of the file and, you know, it feels like you've done it. It feels like you've achieved something, right? But uh, no, I have to go all the way back to the start and listen to it basically in real time and adjust the volume. Ride the slider, as they used to say back in the analog days. I mean, sounds like a really
1: neurotic way to Ride do the it. fader.
0: No, it's not neurotic. It's, 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 it wouldn't be a problem if we both had the same professional quality of audio because I don't really have to touch my audio. I speak in a fairly even tone. I know I, I tend to trail off sometimes, but the, the chain of processing I have on my vocals and the compression and stuff evens it out fairly well. So I really don't need to touch my vocals. The only vocals I need to drag... The slider up and down wildly is on yours because there's stuff that i have to like maximize the volume to the, the absolute peak and other things we have to I have to drag it all the way down depending on what you're doing what you're ruffling or you're shouting into the microphone or like speaking from <laughs> halfway across the room suck, suck,
1: suck my dick
0: and uh yeah so then you have to go through the whole thing again and it's just it's just a nightmare oh poor baby and I, I heard that ruffle as you said that as well. And there's so many things that, that you say that would contribute to the podcast if they were recorded cleanly. But I cut them out. I take a firm, hard stance. Just have just have some ruffles. Just sipping some tea. What are you doing? You and I have memories. What are you doing? Are you eating chocolate? Read
1: about a uh, Walmart
0: i reading about Walmart and the global there's Walmart.
1: There's a Walmart in China, apparently.
0: Wow. The Great Walmart of China.
1: Mm. Very funny. Thank you. There's Walmart in Japan, apparently.
0: The um, Great Japan Mart. <laughs> okay,
1: you do you have any uh, anecdotes you'd like to share before we jump into our films today? <laughs>
0: um, well, I did I did try and quit my job. Hmm. So um, I'm planning to go away on hmm. holiday. Where? To uh, the United States of America. Well, you didn't tell me that. Uh, I'm going to a wedding, actually. So, um, my, my thinking was that, uh, I'm not just going to take a couple of weeks off uh, for the wedding itself, but I'm actually going to take at least the rest of the year off, if not longer. Mm. And I was like, I probably can't just, you know, ask for a, a few months off. Right. I'm, I'm, I should just quit. You know, I've been doing this uh, night shift job for a few years now. Mm. Should probably get back to daytime hours and some degree of uh, normalcy. I had already told my uh, supervisor, the head chef, that I was going away. So that was already in the works, but I, we hadn't like nailed down any dates. And I was like, um, I, I should probably give him some notice and actually explain that I'm probably not coming back. So I said, it looks like I'm going to have to take the rest of the year off, Right. I was kind of building up to saying, you know, and I I probably won't be back. How did I say I think I said, I think this is exactly what I said. I said, Mm -hmm. you know, about my leave, it looks like I'll be away for the rest of the year. So I'm thinking I should probably finish up. That's how I put it. But then almost as a courtesy, I added, you know, when I get back, if you still need someone, you know, I'd be happy to to return, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> fucked up, bro. And, he, and immediately he's like, yeah, of course, absolutely no worry. And I was like, no, look, look, I understand, like, there may not be a shift for me, you know, there may only be limited hours. He was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. I'll hold the job for you. I was like, yeah, but like, if there's if there's not work, it doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me. Like, you know, I was, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. And then uh, I kind of, w- I, I kind of left the interaction at that. And I was thinking, like, oh, do I just have to broach this subject again in a couple of days and say, look, I've thought about it, and I, I think I do want to leave, right? But then I was thinking, mm. no, like, I don't want to come back. I mean, part of me likes the idea of having an extended break. But it's an extended break that leads into my least favorite activity, which is searching for work.
1: Well, you can have an extended break and then go back to this job.
0: Exactly. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing that, it, that actually uh, appealed to me about mm. this notion. Having a couple of months off, which would be enough. Coming back after New Year and mm. resuming this like pretty easy job <laughs> that's only four <laughs> days a week. I don't really mind the night shifts, to be honest. And, um, you know, what other job is, uh, is going to allow me to do a menial task while uh, my other supervisor, not the head chef, but the supervisor of the production room, plays uh, ABBA on a loop? I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I've come to appreciate ABBA the more I hear them. They're so ubiquitous when you when you grow up, especially as an Australian. It's terrible. I hate them. Um, that you take them for granted, but if someone like plays you hit after hit after hit after hit, you go that's a pretty astonishing achievement for like six or seven years of a pop group. It definitely sounds like
1: a genuine appreciated not just like Stockholm syndrome.
0: <laughs> oh, that'd be fitting for the Swedish supergroup. But it's not Stockholm syndrome because they also play other music that I, I'm not especially fond of. Actually, I do like a lot of my supervisors' playlists. Like, <laughs> sometimes he gets, he gets uh, stuck on um, Shania Twain. And I didn't realize how many, how many good songs she had at the peak of her popularity, those couple of albums where she was, was working just, you're with... Fucking, um,
1: you're fucking cocked. You can't like this shit, bro. And
0: I, I was like, I didn't know... I only knew the two big hits, right? Um, mm. I Feel Like a Woman and That Don't Impress Me Much. They're huge in Australia. I didn't really know how many other like big singles she had around that time, and how many of them are pretty good. So I've been I've been enjoying <laughs> being exposed to her as well. Praise um, is getting rotted. Uh, what else he play plays a lot of Madonna, which I, I actually quite enjoy. Some eighties Madonna um, crap. Kylie Minogue, Australia's Madonna. To be reductive. <laughs> the worst Madonna. I, I like Kylie Minogue quite a lot, actually.
1: More than Madonna?
0: Yeah, well, I own more Kylie Minogue records than I own Madonna records. Yeah,
1: but can- cancel out the Australian connection.
0: I, I, I don't know if I can objectively remove the Australian connection, but I'm not that much of a nationalist, well, you gotta. so I don't think it's
2: a well, big deal.
1: why why are you part of. Uh... Well, the nationalist, fund, you, the uh, nationalist yeah, fund, the Australian nationalist fund. Yeah, the <laughs> nationalist. Should I think of that other one No, the, other the, the Australian ones
0: are the United Australia Party, First uh, mm. One Nation. I don't know what
1: else. What about uh, Catters? What, what was that
0: guy? I don't know what, what he's attached himself to these days. He was an independent. But he's probably well, got didn't like the, the Catters. For a while? Yeah, the Catter Australia Party.
1: Catters Australian Party.
0: That's I don't it. know. Is that what it is? That's what it's got. All right, so what are we doing this episode?
1: Oh, we have an exciting tray full of delicious treats ahead of you today, dear listener. Uh Uh-huh. We got uh, our main feature, which is the 19... Is it 84?
0: 86? You know. I think it's 84. 84.
1: 84. 84. Ah, that's why I was confused, because the... American the Funeral, the Able Ferrara film is at, at ninety-six. So,
0: mm.
1: yeah, the nineteen eighty-four uh Juzo Atami film. The funeral. <clears throat> um and we paired that uh, a Moose Boost with a delicious sloppy helping of Kevin Smith films. <laughs> And we watched uh, the next team in our series. We watched Quirks 2, and we watched Zach and Mary make a porno. All
0: right, let's move on then. Oh no, that guy died. I'll have
2: to see my family on my wife's side.
0: All
1: right, Hugh. What, what's the funeral?
0: Well, you wanted to do this film on the podcast, so the hmm. uh, the burden is on you to uh, explain yourself via okay. explaining the film.
1: Well, um, you yeah, know, it was kind of a while ago at this point, but seven or eight years ago. I don't, I don't like the way I said that. Ago. So
0: because you because you shut the fuck. L- I'm already talking. I don't care. We're doing another take. <laughs> because you were the one. Oh,
1: okay. So, so whatever you know. Oh, you have to, you bitch and complain about all the times so I waste your time. Because this isn't wasting my time. This is helping audio. Me in the long run because I can just cut uh, out. Yeah, yeah, sure it is.
0: Have a nice clean take.
2: <laughs>
1: you don't want a clean take. Just so let it be unruly, bro. We gotta have a
0: hangout atmosphere like Kevin Smith. No, it's a balance. It's a fine balance. You can't just leave it. Um, There's no balance. Raw. It can't be
1: totally raw, but you don't have to be so uh, psychotic. Because um,
0: mm. because you were the one who selected the film this week, the main film, the onus is on you to uh, explain what it is and why you chose it. Well, Hugh, you know, the funeral is uh, Juzo
1: Itami, uh, who uh, was an actor and the son of... What's his name?
0: She's
1: Atami uh, senior? No, uh, Mansaku Atami, who is another film director.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was most known for directing the, I think, the only German-Japanese co-production uh, before the <laughs> Second World War, which starred Satsuko Hara. Um, anyway, but his son uh, is a, to, hey, he's a director, too, now. What do you know? <laughs> Uh, and this is his debut film. He's probably best known in the West for directing a film called uh, Tampapo, which is a delightful film, which I first watched uh, seven or eight years ago. It's been actually quite a while since I've seen it. Um, but I remember it being uh, a treat.
0: Have you have you seen Tampapo? I have not. But prior to the preparation for this episode, I had seen The Funeral. And I'll speak to that uh, in more detail.
1: Shortly. Anyway, so I was, uh, you know, I was like, oh, we could watch another one of his films. This is on the Criterion channel. It's easy to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's watch it. That's why I decided to watch it. (laughs) And what's the film about? I chose it. The film is about a funeral. Okay. Got it. So basically, uh, it's a kind of sprawling cast. Uh, I guess you could say the main character is an actor named. Uh, Wabasuke Inoue uh, who I guess you could say wife's that. I mean again, it's like there's it's not really there's not really a main character in the film. It's very uh you know it's an en- ensemble. Ensemble.
2: Piece.
1: Yeah, and he is the you know, he's the narrator and he uh you know, a lot of the runtime is devoted to him. Um but his wife's dad uh, suddenly passes away, and him being the like I don't know. Uh, main mover and shaker in the family. He and his wife have to arrange the funeral and do all this stuff. Um, and, you know, we're introduced to all sorts of wacky and interesting characters who are across the clan. Yeah, we
0: should we should mention that the funeral is being held at their like holiday house or something, where the mm. where the, the it's staff, their
1: second house where the in-laws live yeah. in laws will yeah no. No, it was the house that the that he grew up in right that became their second home after they moved to Tokyo and in which their in-laws had moved which is it's, it's separate from the place in Hokkaido where his uh father-in- law had grew grew up in which yes. is where all the other family is based yeah so you got family coming in from there you got um the wife's sister and her family and you have various people uh, connected because both him and his wife are. I guess you you only see them do commercials, but I guess they're like TV actors, yeah. Um, which means in Japan, they're super famous. Um, so you got like his their manager and some like random production assistants and other random people um, who also are part of the thing and help organize it. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it. It's it's not a particularly um, good film. <laughs> no, I was going to say that. Is that right, Dick? I was going to say it's not a very uh, uh, entertaining, propulsive film. Propulsive. It's very. It's kind of languid. I would say um, it doesn't have a lot of like strong
0: momentum
1: in its plotting. It's kind of like a hangout movie. Kind of like the films of uh, our
0: favorite director Kevin Smith. I'd say it's kind of like the filming equi- equivalent of this uh, podcast.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, And then it sucks balls Shut the the fuck (laughs) up So uh, based on Te Papa which is a very raucous And um, uh, Anarchic film I was kind of expecting a similar tone for this But this this feels a little more Gentle even if it has like some Satiric and um, You know Kind of wry observations To make about the Japanese family, but, um, I thought, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's, <laughs> um, anyway, I enjoyed this film. What'd you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Let's, uh, let's talk about <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> no, I guess you have to go, I guess you have to detail further.
0: Yeah. So I, I should explain that uh, I have a very vivid memory of this film, not the entire film per se, but, but one particular moment, um, because the first exposure I had to this picture was as an impressionable pubescent teen uh, in uh, a Japanese class that I was taking in high school. Mm. So I would have been maybe like thirteen or fourteen or something. I'm not I'm not exactly sure when or which year it was. Um, but yeah, I, I I was like early into pu- puberty. You know, I was I was uh, mm. exploring that aspect of my development. Your at balls the time. had
1: just dropped,
0: and. Um, you know there's there's a, there's a there's a moment in this this film that that might excite uh you know a teenage boy
1: your your yeah erection
0: um and um it was kind of uh, given an extra degree of uh, salaciousness from the context not that i enjoyed like sitting in a classroom of other people experiencing <laughs> These uncertain feelings. Yeah, all the, all these teenage, teenagers with boners just around you. Know? <laughs> um, no, no, it was it was the fact that uh, the Japanese teacher, who was a young Japanese woman, mm. clearly hadn't hadn't quite vetted this film in advance to to showing it to the class. I think she was just thinking like, you know, this will fill up an hour and a half or whatever it is. And, you know, it's about Japanese ceremonies and there's a bit of comedy, mm. so maybe this will go over well. Even if it didn't have uh, a scene featuring a, a se- somewhat explicit sexual encounter.
1: Yeah, fair, somewhat graphic. Somewhat yeah. graphic.
0: Um, it probably would still be an inappropriate film, especially for the class that I was in, which was a quite a, a, a boisterous yeah, I, it's, class. it's
1: hard for me to imagine a teenager enjoying this movie.
0: Yeah. It was quite a it was quite a boisterous class, um, and um, I think it was mostly male. Mm.
1: But so weebos?
0: I think I was into cinema at the time, and probably into Japanese cinema, because uh, a lot of my early, uh, you know, film buff memories are, are um,
2: masturbating to Japanese masturbating
0: movies. to like Seven Samurai and stuff like that.
1: yeah the scene where uh, the you know young samurai makes it with that uh farmer girl oh boy
0: (laughs) no but i mean like i might have been into japanese films at the time or you know a nascent appreciator of uh kurosawa at least Mm. but uh yeah i I just remember like her panicked look when we got to that scene
2: Mm. and
0: uh she was like going over to the vcr and and trying to Trying to fool forward past. 10.
1: She 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 was just thinking about how she's going to get deported if this ever got out.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my main memory of the funeral. So I was glad to revisit it to see that scene again. <laughs> and the rest of the movie, I, you know, I, I could take it or leave it, but I think it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, this is this is a a, a very solid film. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad that I chose
0: it. Speaking of very solid films, we got to talk about the box office. <laughs> Forgot about that. All right, uh, let's enter into that segment now.
2: Burn.
0: Hollywood burn. That's right, mama.
2: Burn.
0: Hollywood burn. It's Burn, Hollywood Burn. Um, now we're going to look at the, uh, the box office.
2: Box office hooray. Box office hooray. Box office
0: hooray. Box office So the top grossing film in Australia. Number one grossing film in the United States uh, the weekend of... Weekend 11th to the 14th of August. Yeah, it's at the 13th nope.
1: for me. We got Bullet Train. Nope. Bullet Train grossed
0: $13,405,022. And Nope uh. grossed approximately a 13th of that amount. Hmm. Nope. Uh, pretty, pretty solid
1: film, I think. Nope. I don't, I don't know if you would enjoy it, but... <laughs> But anyway, so uh, do you have a new story queued up or...
2: Uh,
0: Do you? Nope. All
2: right.
0: (laughs) All right, here's one. You ready? Go for it. I'm
1: going to... Wolfgang
0: Peterson's dead.
1: Really? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, man, we
1: lost a tightness (laughs) in (laughs) a...
0: Talk about not a never-ending story. Mm Mm-hmm. Talk about an ending story. Yeah. Part two. Ah, here we go. Ezra Miller,
1: seeking treatment for, quote-unquote, complex mental health issues, apologizes for, quote-unquote, past behavior. The, quote-unquote, Flash star issued a late-breaking statement Monday night, promising to do the, quote-unquote, necessary work to get, quote-unquote, healthy, I Made mean, myriad allegations and arrests. Uh,
0: wow, well, good work, uh, Warner Brothers <laughs> PR team, getting, getting that statement out of
1: him. uh Out of them, bro.
0: Shit. You need to cancel all Mr. as a Miller <laughs> Now you've got to, you've got to earn the pronouns <laughs> through good behavior. That's <laughs> uh, project time.
2: Project time, project,
0: time.
2: project time, it's project time. Project time, it's project time, project time, it's project time, project time, it's project time. Life is getting crazy. Come and take my hand. We can watch some movies.
0: That was Quirks too. It's a sequel to Clerks. Remember Clerks? We talked about it a couple of weeks ago.
1: I don't I don't remember Quirks.
0: Um, so this film opens in black and white. Can you believe it? Mm. What like year me, is this film? Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Directed by Kevin Smith. So it opens in black and white, just like the original Clerks. So you're like, wow, is he really like committing to the same aesthetic as the, the breakthrough hit from nineteen ninety four? Clerks original flavour. So uh, our boy Dante, Dante Hicks, yeah, he's still working at the quick stop. It's still black and white. He goes over to uh, the front of the store. He's going to open the roller door, that famous roller door that wouldn't open in the original Clerks. He opens it, and what's inside? Some colour flames. Not black and white flames, colour flames. What? No way. Yeah, so everything's black and white except for the fire. And he does a double take. He opens the, the shutters, sees the fire, closes the shutters, thinks maybe he's had a weird uh, vision, opens them again. No, nope. mm. it was real. There's a fire. Then he's, Has uh, there ever been a
1: movie where someone does that and they have had a, a vision? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and then uh, it cuts to um, the fire department dealing with the, the damage. And then uh, Randall... Rocks up to work, just breezes past uh, the chaos and goes into the building and then he's uh, promptly escorted out by a, uh, a fire official. Is that what they're called?
1: Fire official.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, the quick stops burnt out and it was Randall's fault because he left the, the coffee machine on. So now it's in colour. What? Clerks in color? No way! You know,
1: I just got I just got warned at a meeting today about leaving the coffee machine uh, on overnight. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you chime up and say like, "I didn't even think about the connection until right now." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's in color now, vibrant, glorious Technicolor. David Klein <laughs> shot.
1: Very, uh, blowed
0: out, <laughs> ugly. When I first saw this film, I thought it was one of the ugliest films I've ever seen in my life. I don't stand by that judgment now. It does look pretty I, I ugly. Will say, <laughs> I will say it is It is pretty ugly. Not as ugly as I remember it. I, but not, I think, not, not unpleasant. I think Kevin Smith has outdone himself since this film. <laughs> not to spoil our opinion on uh, his, his later efforts, even though we've already discussed it on the podcast.
1: Yeah, well, we, well, I guess when we talk about it, we talk about the uh, our opinion about the movie.
0: <laughs> All right, so, yeah, we, we, we jump forward in time, it's in colour, and now they're working at a fast food joint, uh, more specifically, movies. Dante is engaged to um, Kevin Smith's wife, who's in this film for some <laughs> reason. I mean, well, for one, prob- Probably
1: because she insisted that she be in it. <laughs> but I guess... <laughs>
0: Or he wanted. Well, two what
1: reasons? Am I right? Mm.
0: <laughs> wow, if you thought that scene in the funeral was good, <sighs> wow, <Well, laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> your your dick has has not felt hard like it will watching still.
0: Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> Corksill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, so they're the working to, a fast food What's job. their date? What's, the, what's his wife's
0: name? Jennifer Schwalbach. No, what's his, like what's
1: the character's name? Emma. 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 Engaged to Emma. Emma,
0: is it Schwabach?
1: Yeah, Schwellback?
0: That, sounds right. that sounds right. That It sounds right. Um Schwell, yeah, So he's engaged and, to wait, Emma.
1: Wait, wait. wait. Schwabach is to the left.
0: <laughs> he's engaged to Emma. Mrs. Smith.
1: Mrs. Brown
0: taint area. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, you know you might think that uh Dante's just in a different dead-end job with Randall it's all the same but no 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 no. it's his last day mm. if you had we, introduced all the characters though there's a new clerk now we'll get to that it's his last day because he's Ugh. going to move to Florida with Emma mm. and she's got her old man who works in some business laundry business what is
1: it He's gonna give Dante laundromats, like Heisenberg. So he's gonna manage the laundromat in Florida. He's got pussy. He's got laundromats. What more can a man want?
0: And um, yeah, but uh, well, maybe uh, not everyone thinks he should go. Mm. In not fact, everyone being most,
1: most everyone besides himself and Emma thinks he should not go. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Randall doesn't want him to go because he mm. loves him.
1: Yeah, because he's, he's his he's
0: boss. Played by the Mandalorians who? And Ashoka and Ashoka Rosario
1: Dawson, mm. <laughs> the single non-cameo actual
0: actress in this movie. <laughs> yep. She she doesn't want him to go either because she loves him too. Because she wants that Dante dick. Mmm. I do like that that in this film Randall verbalizes um. The the central mystery, which is why <laughs> why do all these women yeah. want to fuck this fugly guy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> fugly, I don't know. If that's that's right.
0: That's what he says. Yeah, but oh, chugly. We don't we don't have, no. He says or, fugly,
1: but we don't have to agree with him.
0: No, we don't have to agree with him. But he does verbalize it. He tries to exploit it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that's I guess that's that's enough of the plot, isn't it? Another important thing to mention is that Becky and here's Rosario
1: Dawson and Dante are ha- hooked up That one time Yeah And Becky, want, Becky wants wants that D That's why she wants them to stay
0: He hooked up with Becky with the good hair <laughs> That's kind of a dated reference <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, was that from Lemonade, right, or was it the album before
2: that? I think
0: it was before Lemonade. I think it was. It's um, like 2015 or something like the, that. The self-titled one with all the videos. Let's see. No, it wasn't Lemonade. I was right. Okay,
1: never mind. It's still seven years ago or six years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lemonade stays fresh. What could I say? Never listened to it.
1: Uh, Me either. <laughs> I haven't I don't listened I know that line. <laughs> we well, know it context. because there, is, there, was, there was about it in the AV club. So. Yep, and everyone's made that
0: joke a million times. But not about Clerks too specifically. Mm. She was in uh, Pink Panther too. Rosaria Redstone. Dawson? No, uh, Beyonce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, I watched the Steve Varden Pink Panther when I was a kid. Oh, maybe. 30 times. Really? Not that many, but quite a few. <laughs> I watched a lot of the Pink Panther movies when I was a child for some reason. Maybe
0: we should revisit it on <laughs> a will. detour during our um, yeah, Blake Edwards, Edwards
1: project. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Blake Edwards should be number three after uh, Cameron Crow.
0: Yeah, I feel like we should we should break from this particular era because Cameron Crow crosses a lot of the same decades yeah. as Kevin Smith. But The,
1: the person we were going to do after him would be Ron Howard. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. But maybe, I think we should do Blake Edwards after after that.
0: Yeah, because it'd be fun to go all the way back to some sixties. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and there's there's a chance that you may like some Blake Edwards films. Yeah,
0: there is there is a chance. Versus Rod Howard, you who know, there's no chance we're gonna like any of his movies. I mean, there's one film
1: that you you will but you won't watch it for some reason
0: because I, I don't want to subject it to my <laughs> <laughs> your broken mature brain. outlook.
1: Are you even going to watch the new TV show? No.
0: Looks like shit. We're going to
1: watch it together.
0: (laughs) I mean, you have to watch Willow before you watch the TV show.
1: I'm only going to watch Willow if we do a podcast about it.
0: Maybe. We'll see.
1: We can do, we can re- each of us choose one movie from our childhoods, and then we we'll <laughs> and I'll choose some dog shit that, I'll do, I'll, I'll be And we will on Pirates of the
0: Caribbean, and then that'll be it. <laughs> when they announce the Pirates of the Caribbean Disney Plus show, only a matter of time. Uh, it's got to, it's got to be
1: around, it's around the corner.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> God. Um, anyway. <laughs> so Becky with the good hair. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, the the it's not not a very narrative heavy film. Randall is trying to come kind of at like the funeral. Yeah, yeah. Except for it takes place on along a, a, a longer, shorter amount of time, just like the original course. Oh, one day, one day. And uh, Rand Randall's trying to uh, set up a uh, a donkey show for Dante's going away party. That's that's the that's yeah the
0: narrative yeah. That's enough of the plot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now Hugh,
1: um, I was I was kind of looking forward to this movie mostly because everyone that I've talked to, you <laughs> I think foremost of all, <laughs> told me that this movie was going to be terrible. <laughs> mm. And uh, well, I wasn't uh, that disappointed <laughs> in my uh, <laughs> in that uh, uh, assumption. But I gotta say, man, I uh, I kind of I kind of like this film. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it defensible on any, any, like, avenue? No. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're hanging out with Dante and Randall <laughs> at, at movies. Got the quick stuff a little bit. I, and it's just like hanging out with your buds, you know? <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, this movie is terrible. Like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to. Like say, that. I thought the first like forty five minutes were like complete torture, you know. Mm. But um, by the end of it, I was like, you know what? I I, I don't
0: I don't like this movie. So, <laughs>
1: what did you think?
0: And I am pretty much on the same page as you. So. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I kind of enjoyed this. This is fine. I mean partly it's because of the way we've done this project because we've gone through his filmography um chronologically we've experienced the ebbs and flows of his career so this this kind of feels refreshing in that context because you for start sure. with clerks where you're like yeah that was you know promising Rats mm. is obviously flawed in in what it's trying to go for but enjoyable got a good vibe Chasing Amy, you know, is a really successful effort. <laughs> five out of five. So then we had Dogma, which was still like, it was still like Kevin Smithy, but he's mm. going for like a different type of picture than obviously he's suited to. Mm. But he didn't feel like he was necessarily compromising his vision. It's just that he it's wasn't capable of delivering on his vision. And then we have a kind of retreat in the form of Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm. Which is, we kind of let him off the hook a little bit. Well, we both thought the film was terrible. But we are like, okay, well, this is him saying goodbye to that particular yeah. chapter in his filmmaking career and maturing as an artist and moving on. Maybe taking some of the, the experience that um, and the, the skills that he developed with Chasing Amy and bringing them to to a more mainstream context, <laughs> you know. And he makes Jersey Girl. Which is, which is worse.
1: Which is, which is just
0: crap. I don't know if it's worse. I, I would say it's worse, but it's 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 less idiosyncratic, mm. and I think in the context of Kevin Smith, that is a very bad thing indeed because he's not a yes. craftsman. So yes, <laughs> all he's got is idiosyncrasies. Mm. If it if it doesn't feel like a Kevin Smith film, it, it may as well be directed by someone who can direct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we got we got a diluted version of Kevin Smith um, with Josie Girl and a failed attempt at like a more mainstream romantic comedy. This, this is pure Kev here. And now we get back another retreat, straight back further. to his origins with Clerks Two. Mm. And yeah, in that in that context, this is much more enjoyable and <laughs> fun to watch than strike back i think
1: yeah because it, it does it's not uh, up its own ass the same way <laughs> no it, it does have its annoying references like don't get me wrong but at least yeah. it's like you know it's trying new stuff <laughs> even if it's some of it really sucks
0: and i also don't mind the, the premise of like transplanting them away from the quick stop yeah. to a fast food joint because that makes them seem like more pathetic especially as like 30 year olds I must say, it's depiction, depiction of the fast food restaurant
1: is, uh, I would say, not...
2: Because
1: one of the things that's great about Quirk's is it does really, you know, it, it feels like you're working that shitty job. Like, you know, it's, it's very relatable. And, and unlike here, where I feel like the, the fast food restaurant does not feel uh, lived in in the same regard at all. No,
0: that that is, that is a big problem with that, which is why I like the idea of it more than I like the execution of it. Definitely. But conversely, the the artificial sort of amateurish shittiness of that attempt at verisimilitude if it's an attempt does give it an enjoyable vibe i think yeah so you're just like hanging out with Randall and Dante and, which is uh, great it's, it's your buddies
1: it's your friends right.
2: no
0: i do not like elias <laughs> so he's from um, jeff, jeff anderson's film.
1: debut yeah
0: yeah smith was impressed with his performance so he uh, Put him in this.
1: And, uh, oh, let's look at his uh, filmography. Well, uh, oh, Quirks 2. Oh, nothing else until Quirks 3. Okay, very interesting. I'm so surprised. I, I think the moment where I kind of turned around on the film was uh, <laughs> the uh, a sequence where Randall talks about how much he likes having sex with underage girls. <laughs> I have to say, that was very funny. <laughs> yeah not ne- not necessarily in terms of like the intended like humor humorous effect but just because it's like you just it's it's impossible to imagine a, 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 a like a film like this that was wide released you know now having a joke like that mm. <laughs> or if the joke the joke would be that the like guy is like super pathetic and like 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 bad you know <laughs> and this has just got to happen I do, I do think it's funny too that it's like how could we make, how could we evolve the character of Reno? Okay, what if he was a racist? And also,
0: What if he was a pedophile? Okay, it sounds good Obviously the racial slur scene would definitely be able to play today like if that was made today, that, there'd be no cut That scene is also very funny because it's just like, what the
1: hell is this? I like to. It does just, it just feel uh, true to his character type that he would um, be like a troll on the internet, like going on 4chan. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of like accidentally prescient a little bit.
0: He definitely reminded me of like a gamer gear game or something.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for her however misguided that uh, racial slur scene is, I I did think a couple of the bits with Wanda Sykes and her husband were kind of funny. (laughs) Like the line, hey baby, you can't taste racism, (laughs) it's not a bad line. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny that
1: (laughs) that both this and um, (laughs) Zach and Verdeca Porto have, let's say, racially broad... Uh, uh, versions of like a Domineering African American woman And her like uh, somewhat cuckold Or uh, a hid husband Yeah <laughs> It's very interesting
0: and he, and he drops the N-word in both films <laughs> yeah, That's true Obviously more offensively in the case of Clerks too Because it's Jeff Anderson <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now I gotta say One thing that did disappoint me is I didn't like Jason Lee's role at all <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his, his power has been so diminished over the course of this, these films. <laughs> he started out being like the, the Char- charisma D- D- Domino or uh, uh, Dynamo in Ball Rats and Chasing Amy, and just through Dogma and Jay and fast Strike Back and course too. It's just like every other appearance has just been sadder and sadder until so at recently, least like, with
0: At <laughs> least with Dogma, even though he doesn't quite work. Um, for what he was like cast yeah. for at least it feels like he was cast in the film and he was committed to the film yeah. this feels like exactly what happened <laughs> yeah. hey i've got a weekend free from shooting my name is earl yes i've lost my voice but i can do your scene
1: <laughs> Weekly, they would fire me if i shaved my mustache <laughs> definitely sad it, it was it was just depressing to see you know again like uh, uh, Jason we should have been, like, a, a real, like, weeded man after Ball after mm. Ma Rats and Jason Damien, just to see him reduced to this, like, terrible TV show that no one watches. It's, it's just it's just sad. That was a big hit.
0: Yeah, but no one watches. I watched maybe two-thirds of the first it season. Is, it has left
1: no cultural
0: impact. <laughs> no, that is true, But but it was fairly successful at the time.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was on
0: the air for, like, four or
1: five seasons so
0: it's not long it felt like it had buzz for one season
1: yeah but no one no one no one cares about my name is earl you'll never buy like dvds of my name is earl (laughs) i also it was uh seeing rosaria dawson's um she 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 should have not been in this movie (laughs) i agree like because she she's just being an actual like actor and, and doing a character and it's like this is not fit with the the kevin smith vibe <laughs> at all his wife would have been terrible too it's hard to know who would have been a good fit for him
2: but. man
0: that scene where he gets he gets um brian or like make out with her extensively yeah so weird <laughs> oh god and just imagine like smith just standing there going action <laughs>
1: yeah it's like okay baby come on <laughs>
0: And then it's like it's filmed again, similar to her appearance in um, Strike Back. Yeah, it's filmed like, like oh, so look hot. at this hot chick. This, yeah. this bitch is so hot. It's it's like, like, yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not to like judge her on those stands, yeah. but it is just it is just weird the way he treats her on camera.
1: Yeah, it's a little pathetic. <laughs> uh, you know what scene I really hated was the fucking Jackson Five like dance. Oh number, god, yeah. Because uh, it's so zero. clearly be like, oh, this is
0: gonna be the great dance number in the film. <laughs> it's like, geez. hey uh,
1: I think I think we're about wrapped up on Quirkster. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's not <laughs> bad. Yeah. it's all right. What, what, I'd what, watch what, it again. What? what yeah, <laughs> me too. I <I'd> crack, crack, <laughs> crack up a. Up I open a beer and, and sit down and hang out with my. Uh, you know, I hang out with Dante and, and <laughs> totally. And all you know. Right, what what numerical rating would you give it? And it's said with decimal points.
0: I kind of need to orient myself based on the, the previous scores that I've had. We do you know. Yes, please. Okay, so Quarks, you give a seven point two.
2: Okay.
1: Rats, you give a six point four. Uh huh. Chasey Davey gave it eight.
2: Uh huh.
1: Dogma, you gave a five. Jay, it's how Bob Strikeback, you gave a two point one. Jersey Girl, you gave a four point two.
0: Um. Maybe like
1: uh, 5.7. 5. 5.7. 5. I'm going to go for a straight 6 off this one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, very pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> I, like to, I, I maybe it's just because movies today are so like not crass, but I, I did enjoy how like crass and like vulgar this movie is. And I feel mm. like definitely he's responding to like the gross out comedy trends that he kind of like missed out on in in uh, in, the, in the in the like late nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, um, and uh, I mean it's not like it's not that funny, but I was kind of like yeah okay you know. <laughs> All right, so uh, our combined score for that one is a five point eight five. That's what we got for Corks Two. Mm-hmm. All right, um, now we now let's uh, talk about Second and to Make a Porno. Oh,
2: oh, 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 oh,
1: so in the suburb of, of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
0: Wait, not New Jersey.
1: No. What? Yeah, I, I don't know why, but this is set in Monroeville.
0: But it's still going to be like Jason Lee and Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson. Not not Brian, o, being, right? not, not Brian O'Halloran, but
1: Jason Jason Lee, Jason Muse is there. And Jeff Anderson and is there as well, actually. Jeff Anderson is there, yeah. Gotcha. Jason Muse looks so like uh, uh, huh. high in that, in that period. <laughs> he looks so strung out. That's the word I was looking for. Anyway, um, so in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, there are these two people, these two uh, ex-high school, well, still friends, friends from high school, named, once named Zach, I guess they knew each other before high school, so, they're just, they're just friends, I guess. Once named Zach, he's played by Seth Rogen, he's like a, you know, a man's man, he's a bro, he likes pussy!
0: He's a, uh, Seth Rogen type. <laughs> he's Seth Rogen, yep.
1: Yeah. Um... Your favorite creator, given that he, you know, is responsible for your favorite TV show of all time.
0: The Boys, that's right.
1: Uh, and then you got Miri, played by Elizabeth Banks, who I don't have any opinion about whatsoever. <laughs> um, that, that, that sounded a little weedy, but J.D. I just she's just a blank for me.
0: She's in Wet Hot American Summer. I've never seen it, so. So she gets points for that.
1: Uh, she's in Spider-Man 3. Oh, in Spider-Man 2. She's in all the Spider-Man movies. Is she? I forgot about Yeah, she plays uh, the like, um, rece- the, uh, receptionist or the secretary in the news- newspaper room. Oh. Uh. So she gets points for that too, regardless of...
0: There you go. Yeah, any, any, anyone who's edited either of those three movies gets, gets some points, you know. And, oh, she's also yeah. in one of our favorite films. Um, Zach and Miri make a point. <laughs> well, no spoilers, bro. Oh, shit. Movie 43.
1: Anyway, <laughs> so... They live together. Um, they kind of have a, a symbiotic relationship. They're both... They, neither of them have much money. Um, they go to their high school reunion, and Miri wants to have sexual intercourse with the, uh, popular ex-football player. His name is Bobby Wong, I think. No, Justin Long. Zach, no. And uh, Zach just wants to get drunk and get a hand job from Seth Rogen's actual wife. Really? <laughs> yep. Wow. Um, That's hot. Yeah. And I wonder if they met on this movie. <laughs> and turns out that Bobby Long is gay. Uh, what? Yep. And also that they're, they're both losers compared to. I guess they, they don't really talk to,
2: people. Yeah. yeah.
1: They're, they're compared to uh, a and mirror. compared to like what they don't really show you that many other people in their graduating class. No. Uh, so it's kind of it kind of uh, strange to see where that sense of um, resentment and failure comes from. But whatever. So uh, Zach spends his last uh, bit of money on uh, fleshlight um, like a Seth Rogen mm-hmm. type would do. And they can't pay their electric or their water bills. Um, so they're in dire straits. And then uh, after Drinky One Light, oh, we should say that Bobby Wong's boyfriend, who's played by Justin Wong, uh, his name is Brandon St. Cloud or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, is a gay porn star. And this kind of plants a seed in Zach's mind where he's like, oh, I bet we could make some money if we made a porn and all the people in our graduating class would buy, like, a DVD or a videotape of us if we made a porn thing there. Uh, so they start making... They make a porn movie. And then they recruit all these wacky characters. And turns out they have feelings for each other. And the movie goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And on, and on. <laughs> it's, it's 102 minutes. Uh, hundred and two minutes too long. Um, Hugh, What did you think of really like a Now,
0: my biggest problem with this film is first and foremost that Seth Rogen is in it, and it's modeled on Seth Rogen's uh, performance in other similar comedies. Yeah, like the four-year-old version. Or so it's like based up. around his his persona. of which are Judd Abad movies? Similarly to how uh, Will Ferrell's. Uh, you know Will Ferrelling in *Jay and mm. Bob Strike Back* left a bad taste in the mouth for the scenes which he
1: appears. Whereas, whereas Will Ferrell was a minor, uh, you know, cancerous spice in that film. Yes. Seth is, you know, every shot.
0: <laughs> yes. But it, it, it's it's funny that the plot of Clerks Three is basically Clerks Two and this film mashed together. Hmm. Because yeah. he already said in interviews at the time that Zack and Mary is like a covert telling of the making of Clerks. Mm. But like, yeah, so the, that central premise and that conceit, fine, I, I, I can get along with it, okay. But the fact that it's anchored to this romantic plot with him and Elizabeth uh. Banks makes it completely intolerable because there's nothing uh. between them. As actors, there's nothing between them in the script to work with. We're just meant to take yeah. it as take it for granted that uh, Elizabeth Banks is somehow attracted to this dude, and that he likes her as well. You know, it's just it's just like that scene in um, Jersey Girl, or in fact, yeah. the whole romance in Jersey Girl, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or uh, the um, romance in any of movies, pretty much.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think it I think it comes across well in Chasing Amy. I think Joey Lauren Ad- Adams is really good in it. And she might be compensating for Smith's natural weakness. And her, her and Affleck have chemistry. Yeah, they do. And, and I, I think she is really good in it. Yeah,
1: so it's a combination of his writing and also her performance. Yeah, it definitely brings the character to life in a way that the, the other female characters movies used to. Oh, right, that one and, and Shannon Elizabeth and Jay and i strike back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> again, that one is, is better than this <laughs> Yeah, because it's like a joke <laughs> I don't know, if there, was, if, if there was like a sweet kind of well-realised romance at the centre of this even if it was generic and less like Smith's other films it could have been okay but I really think that makes this film borderline unwatchable Yeah. <laughs> can, can I tell
1: you my honest opinion here? Mm-hmm. this is this is one of the worst movies i've ever seen
0: <laughs> every second i spent watching this was agony <laughs> no I, I definitely didn't have like an unpleasant experience I, the spell. I i loved this film i did not enjoy
1: it what was your I favorite part there's one there's one okay there's two moments that i enjoy okay <laughs> Mm-hmm. One was hearing the panoply of 90s one-hit wonders uh, in the uh, <laughs> high school reunion sequence. You know, got sex and candy. And we got uh, our favorite saga, <laughs> we Steal My Sunshine.
0: By Len, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very briefly.
1: Uh, and then I... There's a, a gap of, you know, an hour and a half. <laughs> and then, and then I, I thought the scene where, uh, the, the moment where Jeff Anderson gets shit all over his face was kind of funny. <laughs> hmm. And then the rest of the movie I thought was absolutely just intolerable. I hate I hate the Apatow, like, bro comedy. And this is like, you know, y- y- try to filter the usual Smith vulgarity through it just makes it, like, so much worse. Because unlike. Um, you know, quirks or, or any of us those other films, there's like a, yeah, obviously there's like a sentimentality, there's a sentimentality to Apatow's films too, and the Apatow like clones. Um, but I think that, uh, it's a, it's a different, it, it's not compatible with, with Smith's version of, 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 vulgarity or his version of like, like that sort of sweetness that comes in his movies either, you know? No. Uh, I just thought this movie was like, uh, dreadfully unfunny. I mean, I, Seth Rogen fucking sucks so much. Just like, Having to spend this much time with him like like it causes me like major psychic damage. Uh, and he's terrible. He's not funny. There's uh, obviously there's some amount of improv that's
0: going on here. Yeah that that is that is one of the things that that annoys me the most about this film is 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 that creeping suspicion that there is some improv allowed in a Kevin Smith film, because you want that terrible overwritten. Usually yeah, exactly. Pretty poorly delivered dialogue. You you want to like see every word of the screenplay in front of yeah. your eyes you as don't wanna he, You don't
1: want to. You don't wanna hear Seth Rogen like
0: you know throw a fuck. Or, we don't want naturalistic from Kevin Smith. <laughs> no, the DVD I've got. I'm ashamed to admit that I I, I bought this DVD well, in in I order to watch d- it. Uh, you get to you get to destroy it. Does he have a commentary track on it? I don't think it does. No, but it has yeah. it has. Ninety-two minutes of deleted scenes. Oh my god! Ninety-two minutes. So, you have to conclude that uh, some of them are like extended improvisatory showcases. Fucking torture.
1: <laughs> I, ha- I I hate I hate improv.
0: I mean, it's still it feels like. Don't get me wrong. It feels very much reined in. Most of the dialogue feels like it's it's his dialogue, especially from his regulars yeah. and stuff. Yeah but his, um, his
1: regulars all feel like they've been neutered too like they don't they don't fit in yes. the yeah in the context of it it just but it, me feel it definitely sad. feels
0: like he had he gave he gave Seth Rogen free reign to like at least tinker with the lines a little bit yeah. to make it flow better it just it just made me feel, feel
1: like sad to see Jeff Anderson and Jason Pierce in this it's just like yeah i don't want to watch them in this in this terrible movie <laughs> these are my friends <laughs> And Jason Mewes especially just seems so, like, strung out. I wonder if he was, like, I mean, I don't want to speculate about his personal life, but I wonder if he was, like, you know, in and out of during the making this movie. He definitely definitely
0: feels like it, you know? He's in pretty good shape, so he must have been taking something good. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. And their plan is so stupid. They say, like, who's going to care about our, our porno video? And the response by one of them is, you know, all the people that we went to high school with. But then they're all obviously not going to pay for it. One person might pay for it and then share it with everyone else at a high school. That's how porn works. But, but uh, obviously, obviously, uh, you should just sh-
1: sh- be like, "What if things an attractive woman, people would pay to watch her have sex?" Like it should
0: just be Seth Rogen is a pimp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't ever see where he's like beating her. <laughs> <laughs> he's just He's just dressed up like a Harvey Keitel and taxi driver. <laughs> and you, you know going into this movie that they're going to like pussy out and not. They're not going to make a porno, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that is actually a similar condition with a lot of the Apatow films that have like this pretense of like raunchiness and frankness, but are very conservative about the way they actually execute anything.
1: Yeah, because of course, you know, once they
0: have sex with each other, they're only going to want each other for the rest of time. Like, come on, man. But even with all its flaws, this film would be 100% better, a full 100% better, if we saw, like, Seth Rogan's dick, like, entering Elizabeth Banks. Well, or also, this movie would be much
1: better if there were anyone else by <laughs> Seth <Rogen. laughs> Who else, who else would be Who else would be in this role? Brian part? O'Halloran will be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason We should have played the main character. Yeah. a bit Affleck. <laughs> you, you would not fit with this at all, though.
0: <laughs> I could see Justin Long playing this, this part. Mm, I could see that being a bit more tolerable. <laughs> yeah, it'd be more tolerable. But it, again, it, it's, it's weird how persistently homophobic Smith films are after Chasing Amy?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's like,
0: okay, I've, I've had one positive depiction of a
1: gay person. Now I can indulge myself to my heart's content.
0: I mean, this film has like a mixed depiction, but there's still a yeah. lot of jokes where it's just like, <laughs> it's funny that, that he's gay.
1: Uh, he's, he's, his cock is in my mouth. Isn't that funny? I'm gay. I'm sucking his cock. We just, hold, just suck each other's cocks and... Yeah, putting my, my cock in his ass. Yeah. Well, I guess we should get down to our rating, shall we?
2: Yeah.
1: What would you give this movie, Hugh? What did I give a five? Dogma. Dogma, yeah. You gave Jay and Silent Bob a 2.1. That's the lowest one so far. This movie is worse than Jay and Silent Monster. Yeah,
0: I think it is too, actually. So it's got to be lower than that. Wait, I gave it 2.1.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, this has got to be like
1: a 1.6. 1.6. I'm going to give it a (laughs) (laughs) 0.3. Alright, uh, so uh, next on the Kevin Smith ticket we got cop out and red state. Ugh. <laughs> Where I'm, i really, you know, the the light at the end of the tunnel is going to be changed How a Bomb Strike Back, a movie that both of us uh, loathed when we saw it. But,
0: <laughs> Again, I know, it's going to be the Clerks Two syndrome where, it, <laughs> yeah, after yeah. all, it's like experimental <laughs> shit where he's trying to be a proper director uh, like, after uh, like four or like, five uh, of the
1: worst movies of all time. <laughs> <You> know, back, <laughs> back to the, uh, back to where he should be, <laughs> back to the well.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh dear. Oh, dear.
1: Oh, dear. Oh, dear, dear,
0: dearie. Bye. Bye.